Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so bad, if you don't have a scarecrow, just play this in your garden and the crows will go away. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Ooh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you way, way pre-recorded. And a little bit more on that in just a minute. But on this week's episode, in Pipe Parts, going to have part two of that jumbo-sized pipe collection. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can get through it. <laughs> Uh, and then my guest this week is a, a young lady, relatively new, 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 new pipe smoker, but her name is Trippy Piper. And uh, I met, I saw her on Instagram and got a chance to hang out with her and just a, just a wonderful person, just a wonderful, unique person. And then uh, music, mailbag and rant, all that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, the reason we are way, 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 way pre-recorded is because, uh, Kevin is off traveling the world. He is in uh, somewhere in England. I think he's over there eating um, scones and trying to find the best fish and chips possible. Uh, but uh, also with the hurricane and everything and all the weather stuff, you know what? We thought, all right, let's get this show way pre-recorded and make sure that it's in the can and he can put it out and get it all timed and we wouldn't miss a week. So that's why we are way pre-recorded this week. Uh, hopefully everybody is doing fine. I don't know. This is a week ahead, so yeah, hard to say. Uh, please do me a favor. Apple Podcasts ratings and reviews are much appreciated. And please keep sharing the Pipes Magazine radio show out on all your forums and Instagram and YouTubes and all those places. Uh, keep sharing it out and let people know that you enjoy it and let them know where to find it. And remember brand new shows come out every Tuesday night at 8 PM Eastern time. And then they're available for download immediately. And the entire archive is all sitting there for free. So, all right, let's get the show rolling. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack, inspect, and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit, valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345.
And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right, part two of uh, Victor's very large pipe collection. And I think we left off last time with uh, GBDs, so going in alphabetical order. Now we're down to Joe Nelson. And uh, you'll remember Joe was on the show years back, uh, old Nelly Pipes and uh, guitar maker, luthier, uh, retired from the pipe world. But uh, <laughs> Victor's got... Five, six, 12, 14 or 15 old Nelly pipes by Joe Nelson, uh, including one smooth multifaceted bulldog that I think I recognize from maybe the Kansas city pipe, uh, the Kansas city pipe shows, uh, Carver's contest. So that's quite a collection of, uh, of Joe Nelson pipes. Uh, and then the next picture is only seven pipes uh two or three of them are uh, dr bob pipes and uh four or five of them depending on i can't really tell it looks like three are dr bobs and four are from jt cook so i mean we're talking some you know with the cooks we're talking some money there but again now we're into some artisans so you got joe nelson jt cook dr bob uh and then we get into Pipes by Carl Eric, and Carl Eric is going to be in that same vein as the Ben Wades from uh, uh, from the previous episode. Uh, pri you know, primarily Danish freehand, some Danish shaped pipes that are you know, mostly rusticated. But the freehands are mostly smooth. And here is another five, seven, uh, thirteen, seventeen. 22 23 pipes <laughs> so there you go uh, in fact if you find carl eric's on the estate market they're usually a pretty good deal uh just for fun he threw in a picture of a whole shelf jam-packed full of lighters uh zippos all different kinds of lighters i mean just a ton of lighters i can't even count them but i think there's about 45 or 50 of them on this shelf included on the shelf pipe wise is uh two clay pipes uh, and some uh, some matchbook boxes, you know, those cases that used to hold uh, Anyway, so he's got some tobacchiana going on. Uh, then there's a page full of Mastro de Paya. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 6, 12, 16, 21 Mastro de Paya's. <laughs> and we'll move on. Uh, this one's called More Small Carvers and... I can't really recognize too many of them just by the picture, but I think there might be a Larry Roush in there. Um, I think there might be, looks like one of the Danish carvers, but here's seven, 11 pipes assorted, you know, different sizes and shapes. Uh, and then we get to a photo full of Nordings, and again, in that Ben Wade freehand Danish style, and I don't know, there's 25 of them here. Smooth, rusticated, colored. Uh, he's even got one of Eric Nording's white golf ball pipes. <laughs> um, again, we're talking a ton of pipes. Uh, the next picture is Michael Parks and Lee Von Erk, three of each, I believe. And then Peterson's. And when I mean Petersons, I mean Petersons, not just one. 
it looks like 2024. I don't know, 40. Let's just call it 40. All assorted shapes, styles, sizes, colors. I think there's even a Peterson Meerschaum in there. All different lines. Uh, too many to list. Uh, and then we go back into the artisan pipes with uh, Rad Davis, who uh, just 10 of them. That's all. 10 Rad Davises, uh, smooth, sandblast, different sizes, shapes. Uh, and then the next page is Radice, and there's you know, only 15 of them. And there's a couple of giant Radice's. And when I mean giant, I mean Rich Esserman giant Radice's. Uh, and a <laughs> it looks like there might be one of the twin bores. <laughs> and then the last page is Rasmussen and Florov. So Kent Rasmussen and Alex Florov, only three pipes. But when you look at these three and you look at the prices, uh, I'm guessing that's two Florovs and one and one Kent Rasmussen, three pipes. Even even smoked on the estate market, we're talking about four or five thousand uh, dollars. And then Victor was nice enough to include pictures of his room, and we'll skip over those to get to the pipes by Russ Cook which includes a really cool-looking Russ Cook uh, wax drip style. And there, there's only eight of them here. Uh, and then Sam Learned, who is a pipe maker, who was very active on the pipe show scene for many years and uh, has passed away, I think, six, seven years ago, uh, was a retired lawyer. But uh, Sam liked to do stuff with, uh, with antelope and, or with antler and horn on it. And there's... 7, 14, 20, I don't know, 23, 24 of his pipes. Uh, there's a small gathering of Sassinis, and when I mean small for this collection, only 10. Uh, looks like they're all the more newer, more modern Sassinis. Might be one older one, but I can't see the dots exactly. And then Savinelli's represented here with uh, 6... 12, 13, 17, 20 of them. Different sizes, shapes, colors. Looks like, uh, you know, again, an assortment. Uh, Sir Jacopo appears to be a favorite because there's got to be 8, 16, 20, uh, 35 of them. And, and again, all completely different sizes, shapes, and colors. Uh, and then there's a page of six Tim West pipes, uh, and then a page of various Danish. Um, and I don't know what you would call various Danish, but these look like various Danish pipes and there's seven, 10, 15, I don't know, 21, 22 of them. And then another, the final picture is various small carvers. And I really don't see anything that I can recognize except for maybe one Tom Eltang Eskimo or somebody who is doing a variation of Tom Eltang's Eskimo. Uh, so to sum this up, Victor's got an impressive collection. I hope he didn't do this in one year, but no, he didn't. Uh, he's got all the tobacco ephemera in his room. He's got them all displayed in showcases. Uh, 
you know, old, I mean, this is just an, this is an impressive lifelong collection and I can't suggest anything and it doesn't bother me that he doesn't smoke some of them. You know what? When you got a collection like that, you're, uh, you're fine. Do whatever you want. I would, I would just say, um, <laughs> make sure they're all taken care of and kept clean. So thank you to Victor for sending those in. Uh, hope you all enjoyed that. Again, if you have your own pipe collection and you want to send it in, it doesn't have to be a massive one because I'm not sure how many this was, but it's got to be over. I mean, it's got to be around a thousand pipes at least. Uh, but please send them in to me. And in just a moment, my conversation with the trippy piper. This is Internet Radio. For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mila Folge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and I'm, I'm, you know, I get excited by some guests. I get excited. I'm happy to have a lot of guests on, but my guest this week has got me really excited. Why? Because, uh, one, she's a lady, and we'll get to know her more, but she's also a young lady and uh, hardcore into pipes, although only five, six months now, but... Uh, the Trippy Piper, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Thank you for having me, Brian. Nice to be here. All right, let's get let's get to know you. Um, where where did you grow up, and uh, and did you grow up yet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see myself as grown up. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm born and raised in Georgia, pretty much just the metro Atlanta area. Um, not main Atlanta, but uh, more the suburbs. So that's where I've been so far, and I haven't gone anywhere else other than just there to live. So are you in? Are you outside of four eighty five or inside of four eighty five? I'm inside. Okay, so that I mean that's that, that's pretty much yeah. Um, please don't tell me you're a, an Atlanta Braves fan because we may have problems, but. <laughs> I'll tell you, I won't. I'm not hardcore. <laughs> okay, good, good. Right. I can't be a Falcons fan. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm sorry, you Falcons fans. I, I, I gotta slander you. <laughs> it's not. It's not looking good. Well, I'm a Braves fan. As a uh, as a Carolina Panthers fan, we love the Falcons. It's usually an easy win the last couple of years. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Enough of that. And I'm not, we, we never, we never ask a lady her age, but, um, you're, you're not, you're, you're not real old, are you? No, no, no. You're, you're old enough to smoke legally, correct? 
Of course. So somewhere between that and 29. We'll leave it at that. How's that sound? That's perfect. Yeah. All right. So why, when did you, when and how and why did you get involved in smoking? Because, I mean, that's not a, not a ladies kind of thing. Um, to be honest, weirdly enough, I've always liked the look of smoke. And my grandfather smoked cigars, like the little cigarillos. Uh-huh. And I always thought they smelled good as a kid. So, did- so I, um, once I turned 18, I went to a local cigar place. And um, they, he recommended me. Uh, sadly, he, he's passed. Um, his name is Ryan from just smoke Mm -hmm. he was uh he had recommended me a quorum and a flor de oliva okay and i like both um i preferred the flor de oliva because it was just a little lighter it was my first time smoking a cigar but it i honestly loved the whole experience and it got me hooked like instantly (laughs) So your so your grandfather was smoking little cigars that were machine made, and then you walk in and you start off with two hand rolled. Yes. <laughs> well, ain't we a little on the fancy side? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I love those things. They <laughs> they're they're good pastimes, to be honest with you. And I just love the general smell and flavors that cigars give. So did cigar smoking become a uh, a daily or was it kind of a weekend thing for you? It was very occasional, like maybe once or twice a month I would grab a cigar, like maybe 5 to $10 range and just mm-hmm. sit in a lounge. Now, I want to ask you a delicate question, and I don't want anybody commenting on it, but not only are you a young lady, but you are a African-American young lady. And we celebrate everybody that <clears throat> everybody here that smokes a pipe. I don't care what shape or color you are. I don't care who you love. Uh, but did you get any looks from people in the cigar lounge when you were sitting down there at 18, 19 years old, smoking a cigar with all these old guys? They weren't really, it weren't weird looks, to be honest with you. Okay. It was more like surprise looks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lady smoking a cigar in here, just chatting with the owner. And, and you know, it's a very welcoming crowd. And that's the one thing I love about just the tobacco community alone. It's a very communal, very open crowd. Yeah. And, and, and it's a, usually a pretty social group, too. Very much so. So, so how do we get you onto a pipe? Because if you were happy with cigars, what were you, why'd you decide to do a pipe? Um, well, we went to the Renaissance Fair this year around April, and uh, there's this one shop, Danny Boy Pipes, that was there. At first, I had got a cigar out of there, but then we made our way around again, like, let's go check out the pipes they actually have. And we found this one that was like a small, it was like a medium-sized apple size, like apple curved. I, I don't really know the lingo yet too mm-hmm. well. But it was a good pipe, and um, I got this blend called Blackberry Brandy, Ooh. and it was an aromatic. 
I didn't know too much about it at first. So I was like, okay, I'll grab two ounces of that, whatever. And um, they had a little patio in the back. Someone was able to offer how to, they were able to show me how to use it. Okay. And yeah, I was actually first taught the father, mother, son method. Yep. The three-step packing. Yeah. And um, pretty much just smoked it around the, the fair until we were ready to leave and got myself used to it. Uh, sadly, it was windy, and I only had matches, so I could really only try it when I got home. But um, <laughs> yeah. I loved, I loved holding the pipe. I loved the taste. The smell was great. And um, after I ran out of those two ounces, I went searching for more tobacco to fill this pipe up. <laughs> and where, where? All right. So where'd you go searching? Uh, it's this place called puff and stuff cigars um they had a little selection of um pipes but then they had a really big pipe tobacco section and they had a lot of house pipe uh house pipe tobacco as well Mm -hmm. so i grabbed uh my first one was creme brulee in one cube yeah two good ones i really didn't like the creme brulee because it was so wet (laughs) <laughs> it was so hard to smoke it, and I didn't really know to dry it, so I was getting really bad tongue bite at first. And uh, just, I have not smoked that blend since. But uh, <laughs> I came across this autumn evening that they had there that was a house. It was like a bulk. I'm not sure if it was Cornell and Deal or not, but it's my favorite aromatic so far. Wow. So, so you really got, so you've learned in the first five, six months now that if you dry a tobacco down, it helps it smoke better. And some, and some tobaccos are shipped awfully wet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When I come across a hobby that I love, I usually just like to do a lot of research on it. And with YouTube, that was a lot of help, to be honest, um, it, it helped me figure out what I was doing wrong or just things I could be doing wrong, things I could fix, things I've learned, yeah. on, my, I've learned on my own so far. And so now has, I'm going to jump forward a little bit, but has the pipe overtaken the cigars or is it about equal or is it different? The pipes have definitely taken over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I usually go and get a cigar maybe every two or three weeks now. Mm-hmm. I'll get a couple for the weekend, smoke one um, Saturday and Sunday. But I, I will usually just go to pipes more because of the convenience alone and the price. You can get a whole bunch of tobacco for 10, 12 bucks. Yeah. And in, smoke that for a good month. And living in Atlanta, your tobacco is hardly ever going to dry out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it takes forever to dry my tobacco. All right, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll have more with uh, more with the Trippy Piper, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. 
We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product, from special releases like our small batch line to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening, are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show celebrating lady pipe smokers with the Trippy Piper on Instagram. It's T-R-I-P-P-Y underscore P-I-P-E-R. And uh, you've got a, a, it's kind of a newer Instagram account, but some fun pictures, uh, including one really cute dog, which we've talked about as <laughs> your parents' dog, and I'm fascinated by the dog. Um, all right, so how long before you ended up buying your second pipe? It didn't take long, probably about <laughs> <laughs> two weeks after I got the first one. And uh, it was a little LaRocca basket pipe. Uh, like a billiard size pipe and it, it it smoked great it was only like 35 dollars so I, I feel like i got a good buy out of it I still have it so what as, as you know i know what i know what men like in pipes i think but what is it that you look at in a pipe that attracts you what what's made you pick out the pipes that you've picked out uh, what's the what's the lady's point of view? Uh, personally, I feel I still feel like I'm a little new mm -hmm. to what pipe I kind of like, but I can say that so far my attention has drawn to bent pipes. Uh, I do like the convenience of like a billiard or a straight pipe because I do drive to work and I do smoke when I head to work. So it's really great for that. But when I'm at home, I like using the curved pipes, egg-shaped pipes. Does the bent pipe just feel more comfortable to you when you're at home? Yeah, I like, I like it. It's just, it makes, I don't know, it's weird to say. It makes me feel more relaxed when I have it. <laughs> yeah. No, easier a, to hold. A little easier to hang out of your mouth. Um, are there colors or sizes that are more attractive to you i like like any colors good um i do like the natural like rusticated ones mm -hmm. those really do bring an attention to my eye because i just like the different styles that some pipe makers do or just manufacturers okay. do the rusticated ones definitely so how many pipes are we up to now that we own? I own seven. So you got a yep, you, seven pipes. You got a full week's rotation in uh six months. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't want to wear out my pipes too much. So yeah. I just went ahead and racked up on that. Probably won't be spending it for too long. Uh gotta take a break off that for a little bit. But soon I am hoping to 
get a artisan pipe. I really do want that to be my next one. All right. So what is kind of the Holy Grail pipe right now? What's the one that's making you drool and think about, all right, if I donate plasma or sell a kidney, I can buy it? Like one I already have or one that I'm looking to buy? No, the one you're dreaming to buy. Oh, okay. I really do want um, like a fishtail Diablo Dublin. They're not really in my price range at the moment, but I do really want one. I really like the red and black warble that it, the stem has. Yep. It brings and and the black. It, I like black and red. It's like my favorite color combination. So that really just I really want it. Ah, <laughs> uh, how we all fall into the trap and down the rabbit hole we go. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, I'm scared if I buy my first Peterson, I'm going to keep buying them. That's what I'm scared for. <laughs> yeah, because we never have enough pipes and we only ever want one more. Um, let, let's talk about the tobacco side because you started off with aromatics. Have you stayed with aromatics primarily or are you trying the different styles? Yeah, I'm currently still trying um, different kinds of tobacco, but... So far, my palate has just really tolerated um, Virginia-based aromatics or just mm -hmm. plain Virginias, but usually they're topped with something. I haven't had anything completely plain. Yeah, I think, um, I think you'll find if you smoked plain, straight Virginia with nothing on it, uh, the dirty little secret is, is that even the straight Virginias have something on it because otherwise it would be like smoking just dry grass. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we we won't tell anybody. Uh, going back to YouTube, who are some of the, who are some of the YouTube channels that are influential to you? Who do you watch? Who can you recommend? My very first video was "Smoking a Pipe in 2022" by Get Piped. Okay, I think um, what's awesome is like we're actually uh, in the same age range. Yeah. So I relate really well to his content and, you know, his edits are awesome. Yeah. Uh, I also listen to his podcast and um, it's been very informational. And then I've also listened to uh, Mutton Shop Piper and his advice. So you, so you, um, got, you got some I good. Yeah, you got some good guys. All right. Yeah. Um. What is it? Uh, have you tried English blends or have you tried any of the Oriental blends yet? The only English blend that I've had, if it is one, is uh, Nightcap. Oh, that's English. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Colt, Blood Red Moon, uh -huh. I think it's called. Yep. So I've had those two and um, I, I love them so far. They're they're um, the Colt Red Moon for me. It, it's a little on the medicine cherry tasting side, but like <laughs> once it gets down to half the bowl, then it's enjoyable for me. Uh, a little bit of those old cherry cough drops. <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, when you are not smoking a pipe, you uh, you said you drive to work, so you're so you're old enough to drive a car and you have a job, right? 
and I've seen from some of your pictures that it looks like you're slightly artistic and you might be into um, gaming, which... Very much. Those are also one of my two favorite hobbies. Um, Started drawing and gaming at a very young age, like around maybe... Got serious into gaming maybe around like 12 and then um, drawing when I was about nine. Wow. Yeah. So they've, they've been in my life for a minute now. All right. What what kind of games are we into? And you may have to translate them into things that old people like me can understand. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so I like a lot of adventure games. Uh, that That's, yeah. I like adventure games. Uh, for instance, like... I post about Skyrim sometimes. That's a very sandboxy adventure RPG, which is role playing. Yep. So you get to pick your own character, customize them, uh, select quests, and things like that. Uh, one of my other favorite adventure games would be Red Dead Redemption Two. It's like a oh, I know Western. that one. Yeah. Yes, it's it's one of my favorites. I think we had it for PlayStation. It's it's a great game. I honestly think it it does Western games good because there's not a lot of great ones that people will talk about without laughing about it. <laughs> so I, I honestly think um, that that goes down as one of my favorite games. So, and um, my drawing, I also have a second Instagram page that I dedicate my drawing to. Um, and it's mainly just 2D ink, and sometimes I do digital art, but mostly lately, anyway, I've been doing my sketching again, just inking over those sketches, getting my line work in. Are you able to smoke a pipe while you're while you're sketching? Yeah, yeah, I usually do like my lighter pipes, like my billiard, mm-hmm. and just sit there and hang it out your mouth and work away and oh yeah like an artist it it really helps the focus for sure <laughs> yeah all right one more question about these role-playing games and then we'll finish because i i'm an old dungeons and dragons player from when i was a teenager so that goes back to the early 1980s and we played in in person with people yeah and you all, we all sat around a table uh but these role-playing games that you're doing are those are similar where you're yeah, you, know, you play for three, four hours, and all you've done is maybe one little quest, and then you continue on the next time you log in, and you build up experience, and you become stronger, right? Uh, definitely. Um, I go for more of the games that kind of are a little quicker with it. I tried World of Warcraft, and it was it was just a little too slow for me. Plus, I didn't really have anybody to play with, so it was it just didn't help the experience. So games like Skyrim and Fallout, they're a little quicker with quests, and okay. the customization is fun. And I do want to play D&D. It, I have people that want to play it, we just have to find the space for it, but once we do, it's probably, you know, I'm probably going to have campaigns every other month or so. Because <laughs> that, that, that's a, uh, you know, Gandalf and pipe smoking go hand in hand, so um, that'd be perfect. Yeah, definitely want to play on just, you know, playing out the campaign with a pipe. Yeah. That is something I look forward to. 
All right. Well, you are relatively new into this, and I kind of prompted you before, but uh, you know, first first of all, thank you for coming on the show before I before we before I forget to say that because you know this can you know I've this can be kind of scary, um, and I'm and we're not looking at each other, so that makes it less scary because I scare people. Uh, but I'll give you the opportunity. Ask me. Ask me questions. What do you want to know? What's kind of uh, what pipe techniques are tripping you up? What What do you want to know? I did have a few questions. Mm-hmm. Was there any like blends you tend to avoid because simply it just didn't agree with you, or you just didn't like it? Yeah i i for I forced myself to try to like English blends. And I just, Latakia and I just don't get along. So anything that's an English blend, it's just not for me. It's not my preference. Um, I can't really, they kind of give me like a, a, like a dry raspy throat and make me cough. So I don't know. It's probably something defective in my DNA somewhere. Uh, But those don't work for me. And then you may have heard a term called Lakeland blends. And traditionally, I have very rarely. Yeah, traditionally, that's going to be Samuel Gowith or Gowith Hogarth. That's uh, from the Lakeland district in northern England, and they have a kind of a basic taste to them that is not real agreeable to me. Um, and it's just me. You know, I know people that love their love their Lakeland blends, and they swear by them, and you know, at the end of the day, I've always told people it's not about finding out what's most popular. It's about finding what is the one that you like the most. Okay. Um, I wanted to know what is your go-to, like the blend that you grab every day <laughs> that you look forward to? Yeah, I was very lucky to find my one blend and I found it uh, in 2006 and it's a McClellan blend and I've got a really deep supply of it because I was afraid they were going to run out and I was right. They ran out and then they ran out of business. Um, so it's a McClellan Virginia Perique that was a very unpopular one called Blakeney's best Acadian ribbon. And it's the only ribbon cut Virginia Perique that McClellan did in mass production. Uh, and that's that's what I like. Um, I like it so much that I have to force myself to smoke other tobaccos because I could just smoke that one all day long. And that's... see, I had trouble with the Sun Bear this year. I went ahead and got two tins of it, but I'm already almost out of my first <laughs> because <laughs> it was just really good. <laughs> so you so you know my pain because. Yeah, you find one that you love and it just hits right and then you're like, "Uh-oh, wait a second. How many how much more of this do I have?" It definitely tried the I'm trying to find one that I love so that I don't, you know, just basically have to rely on small batches cuz obviously they're not always going to be around. Yeah. So, I found one so far, uh GLP's Navigator. Yeah. It's it's a really good Virginia to me. It, it's very good. It's very smooth. It doesn't give me any bite. And it agrees with almost every bite that I have with it. So, yeah. Um, I'm so, glad you found a favorite. 
I, it, it's very odd um, because usually I'm all over the place. But let me with your cigars. Were you always looking at? Were you always buying the same brand of cigar and the same in you know, the same style, or were you were you trying different brands and different styles of cigars? Uh, I would usually go to one, make it a regular for a minute, and then ask uh, ask the shop owner if they have any recommendations for a certain type leaf. For example, I'm, I like dark medium to dark leaves. Mm-hmm. I like the robust taste they give. And I'm honestly, I, my favorite size cigar is a Habano. So I usually just go for anything that's that size. And, you know, if they, if they like it, I'll try it. And if I like you, if I like it, I'll have it every now and then depending on price. So you may you may not find your one pipe tobacco. You may narrow it down to four or five that you like, and you may want to dabble in a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But you may not be a one tobacco blend person, and that's perfectly okay. That's why we have um, seven pipes, and there's thousands of pipe tobaccos out there. Yeah, that, that's what I. That's one of the main things I love about pipe smoking is that there are so many blends. So there's so many to try. And yeah, I so far have been leaning towards Virginia based blends, but I also tend to like the Perique blends too. And just wait, you're going into your first winter as a pipe smoker. And although it doesn't get real cold in, in Atlanta, it does cool down and we get less humidity and you may find that you like different tobaccos during that time of the year. So you got you got a whole new season coming to you. I'm actually very excited. Well, Trippy Piper, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yep. What is your favorite pipe? Uh, the Egg Shake Billiards. And what is your favorite tobacco? Virginia's. And what is your favorite drink? Whiskey. Are you old enough to drink yet? Of course. Legally? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So you're 20, <laughs> you're 21 at least. Okay. All right. Uh, have you played around with different kinds of whiskeys or are you starting to go crazy with, uh, with, the, uh, with the fancy ones? Nah, my my usual is either Ancient Age or Jim Beam, and then if I really want to go for it, I do Buffalo Trace, um, All right. uh, Elijah Craig. Oh yeah, there we go. Now we're talking price. Okay. Um, when it's time to relax, this is a wrong question to ask you because when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? And I'm having, I'm gonna guess your answer would be a, uh, a online gaming. Well, yeah. Um, I also do listen to music and read. I'm a very complex person. I, I yeah. like things that I can do solitary. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely listen to music while I draw. You are, it, it helps. You are a unique person because you are a young lady in Atlanta that smokes a pipe, smokes cigars, does role-playing games, and yeah, you're... You're a unicorn out there and a whole herd of horses, so. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I. Yeah. 
And, and then the final question I have is, do you have any favorite pipe smoking related memories? And I'll, you know, you've only been doing this for five or six months. So maybe do you have a favorite place you've smoked a pipe or a favorite? I don't know. Smoking a pipe to Godfather two. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a very lengthy movie and it was perfect for a couple bowls. So I just sat back and watched I'm going to make you an offer that you can't refuse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with my very bad impression, I will say thank you very much for coming on again. The Instagram account is T-R-I-P-P-Y underscore P-I-P-E-R, the Trippy Piper. Uh, if you ever come up to Charlotte or I come down to Atlanta, we're going to get together and have a bowl together and uh, and sit and, and tell stories. So, Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure to have you. Definitely. Thank you so much, Brian. We'll be back in just a minute. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and I can't tell you how much fun I had talking to the trippy piper i hope you enjoyed her she she is a a unique person and just a just a joy and i'm so happy so happy to have a uh, to have a young lady coming into the pipe the pipe hobby so anyway uh follow her on instagram yeah all right continuing on the uh on the uh seasonal theme of music from last week this week we have uh friend and uh, composer Dan Locklear and uh, this is the uh, first movement from uh, our symphony of the season symphony number one this is the autumn movement and I believe the first time I played this on the show we were still doing the shorter time frame so now you get the entire six plus minute movement of autumn from Dan Locklear's symphony of the seasons
that doesn't warm you up and make you excited for the fall season upon us, I don't know what will. Uh, for everything Dan Locklear, go to his website, locklear.com, L-O-C-K-L-A-I-R. Or you can also, there's a lot of uh, Dan stuff on Spotify. What's this? A letter for me. And remember, if you have a comment or question, you can email it directly to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at pipesmagazine.com. Or you could post it on the Pipes Magazine radio show page at pipesmagazine.com. Or you can, um, I don't know, send me a smoke signal at uh, pipesmagazine.com. Either way, just get me the message. Uh, so since we're way pre-recorded, I have a couple of questions and comments saved up. And uh, Jim, who uh, writes, is, and keep in mind, Jim is uh, completely uh, blind or without sight. And he says, uh, basically, he said... Uh, Hi, Brian. I'm sorry to bother you with this old email, but I couldn't get a new mail to your address. I was listening to your show and like it very much, but I have to gripe a little bit, not at you, but at pipe makers who are trending towards listing their wares on uh, Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, Anyway, he goes on to say that, you know, it's hard for people that don't have sight to understand about the pipe on Instagram or on Facebook. So obviously if you're dealing with a, uh, you know, if you're dealing with a retailer like a smokingpipes.com, uh, you can call in and talk to somebody at customer service and they will, you know, they'll tell you about it and they'll describe it to you. I used to do that all the time. Uh, you know, somebody want me to go pick up a pipe and describe it to them because they because the picture wasn't clear or something or the picture wasn't coming through or they wanted to know the, you know, anyway, uh, a lot of people want me to stick my finger in the bowl for them. Uh, so here's what I, what I suggested to Jim was, you know, one, if it's a retailer like that, uh, call them, call them and ask them or, and talk to them and, uh, get a uh, relationship built up with somebody at the, uh, at the retailer that's, you know, the, that can go and pick up the pipes for you and talk to them uh, for pipe makers that are out there. You know, it might be interesting is if you're making uh, photos of pipes or make a video and record on the video, the description of the pipe, you know, just the size, the basic dimensions and what the pipe maker was thinking uh, it might be a great idea for pipe makers to do that for all of us that are, you know, looking at pipes on different size computer screens and different levels of resolution and color and, uh, you know, different speeds of internet and stuff like that. Um, you know, sometimes a pipe looks completely different when I pick it up and when I look at the picture of the pipe on my iPhone, whatever I got, 14 Pro, Gigamax, uh, Hoo-Hoo, whatever, you know, the big one. Or it looks different when I've got it on my big screen on, you know, on my laptop. So, you know, maybe just the pipe maker's impression of it. You know, what what were they going for? What is it? What's the dimensions? What's the hand feel? And narrate it. Yeah, just kind of the way I would if I was reviewing a pipe on the podcast, except you'd have a picture of the pipe there. So... There's an idea for, 
you know, especially for those of us that are getting older and our eyes aren't so good, you know, or those that don't have sight anymore, uh, might be an idea to help sell some more pipes. Uh, and then, uh, uh, Jim, who is a another Jim, who is a pipe rookie, says, uh, Brian, I'm curious why material such as hardwood isn't used by pipe makers. It seems that the availability and age of hardwoods would be used more. Uh, so here's what's happened over the years. Uh, Briar has become king because Briar is exceedingly resistant to flame and as some people will say, Briar imparts a very neutral to nutty or sweet taste. It's very tolerant to moisture and it's just exceedingly durable and easy. You know, and it, it's, it's really easy to smoke. Uh, there are other woods that are used. For example, um, olive wood and strawberry wood are readily used by several pipe makers and several pipe companies. Uh, in the uh, During World War II here in the U.S., there was a wood that was used called Mountain Laurel that was supposedly a uh, North American relative of the briar that's in Eastern Europe. So... Uh, so there's been other options. They've tried, you know, people have tried other options, and it just turns out that briar is just superior to heat issues and stuff like that. Uh, and then uh, he wanted me to explain the difference between uh, perique and latakia. So here's the difference. I like perique, and I can't stand latakia. I know you've heard that a thousand times before. Uh, the difference is Latakia is an oriental leaf that is fire-cured or cured over a flame, and there's a particular tree, a particular lumber that's burned to give it that extra flavor. Perique is a burley that is from the, uh, is from the Louisiana area, and it is ripened in its own juices and pressed in its own it's pressed in its own goop uh so the processes are completely different latakia is an oriental that is grown dried and then fire cured where uh perique is basically a burley that is uh stewed and ripened and fermented in its own juices in a barrel for about a year so that is basically the difference uh and that'll uh you know that That'll fill up this mailbag. Again, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. And in just a moment, rant time. Are you looking for that rare or favorite tobacco? Are you wanting to sell those blends or pipes you no longer fancy? Then visit tinbits.com, the pipe collector's auction site, and begin your search. Browse our ever-changing selection of fine and elusive luxury tobaccos, pipes and smokers' requisites, and bid on items in an exciting auction setting. Visit us at www.tinbids.com and sign up for free today. Tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. 
At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. here i'm gonna rave a little bit and i'm gonna rave about a person and uh, many of you will remember back to when we were doing those food for thought shows and i had my father-in-law come on and talk about an olympic boxer named norvell lee uh and a couple weeks ago i got to actually hold norvell lee's 1952 olympic gold medal for light as a light heavyweight boxer i got to hold the medal in my hand posted it on my socials so some of you saw that well, here's what surprised me, because Norvell Lee was an Olympic boxer. He was a Golden Glove winner. He was a Pan, a Pan American Games winner. He won a civil rights case in uh, Jim Crow era Virginia. Uh, he went on to, he was a Tuskegee Airman. He went on to teach. And I got to meet a couple of his grandchildren, because they were there for a dedication. And you know what, they're, you know... Uh, one of his granddaughters looked at me and said, you know, I didn't know that my grandpa did all this. He was always just, you know, a man of few words, but when he walked in the room, you knew it. He was always happy to see you and happy to play with you. But to us, he was just grandpa and he didn't know all this. You know, we didn't know all this stuff that he'd done. Didn't know about it until they read the book about their own grandfather. So... Uh, you know, here's to the great people that live great lives and great stories, and they're more interested in being with you and being in the moment and not telling you about how great they are. Uh, you know, let them figure it out. <laughs> but, you know, can you imagine he won a civil rights case in the Virginia State Supreme Court and he didn't tell his grandchildren about it? He didn't tell his grandchildren about uh, any of the any of the stuff in World War II, he was just grandpa to them, and he just wanted to play with them. So, uh, yeah, just a great unsung hero and simple stories that he never wanted. He he was living in the moment and wasn't worried about what he'd done in the past. So, there you go. Uh, uh, thank you very much to the Trippy Piper for joining me. I really enjoyed talking to her. So look forward to getting together with her somewhere in the future uh thank you all for tuning in and until next time the clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny Just say something funny so we can end this show.